everybody, welcome back to Football in a Nutshell. Now, today the Champions League draw took place and therefore I decided to uh, make a Champions League predictions for the group stage and also I'm going to be giving my top three tips for who I think then after the group stage can go on and uh, win the tournament. So yeah, without further ado, I'm going to get into the first group, which is Group A. Now in this group, you have PSG, Real Madrid, Club Bruges and Galatasaray. Obviously, quite clearly, PSG and Real Madrid are going to be heavy favourites to get out of this group. We're not going to talk about everyone just uh, for the sake of it. First, Galatasaray, obviously the Turkish team. One of the big three teams in Turkey, Fernabachi and Besiktas, obviously also there. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a hard away game for PSG and Real Madrid and also Club Bruce going across to Turkey over Eastern Europe. I think uh, it'll be a difficult place to get points. But on the road, do I think that Galatasaray team is of a high enough standard to take points off PSG, to take points off Real Madrid in the Champions League? Uh, the marquee signing this season was John michel Seri, and coming up against the likes of uh, in that defense, coming up the, uh, against the likes of your your Hazard, your Jovic's, your uh, your Benzema, even Benzema for me is uh, way ahead of. Uh, Anyone Galatasaray has, so yeah, it should be an uphill battle for me coming in. But there is reason to be positive as Galatasaray have that and when they have that home advantage, they will obviously be a difficult to, team to beat. So I think they should look to um, take points up there. But uh, overall, yeah, not hundred percent sold on the idea that they could do something. This next club, Bruges, obviously current they uh, play in Belgium. Currently second in the Belgian Pro League. Uh, they're a decent enough t- team in my opinion. I don't know if you saw, but a lot of uh, Belgian teams lost players to uh, Premier League teams this year, like Aston Villa and Brighton. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. I think uh, of the two Belgian teams, them and Genk, uh, they're by far for me the team that's best placed to do well in this uh, Champions League. But uh, again, I think from the Belgian Pro League to uh, the Champions League, it'll be a massive step up. But you could also argue that, hopefully for their point, that since the Belgian Pro League isn't as competitive, then when Real Madrid, when Real Madrid in particular actually, are playing the likes of your mid-table teams, like Atletico, Bilbao, Real Sociedad, difficult teams to play at the weekend, they can rest some of their big players and really be fired up to play the games. So uh, they have that going for them. But uh, also, again, as I said earlier, it is quite clearly a top two and a bottom two. So it will be an uphill challenge, but they can do something, in my opinion. Then moving on to Real Madrid, obviously last year, pretty disastrous Champions League campaign. I think uh, they topped their group, but um, yeah, crashed out to Ajax in, when Ajax beat them 4-1 at the Bernabeu in one of the best performances uh, in the Champions League last campaign for me, but uh, yeah, this year they should be a better place to come back again. Obviously, a few marquee signings. Zidane is back. He's had three seasons as a manager of Real Madrid. Every time he's won the Champions League, so they will be one of the favorites going into this uh, campaign for me. And this group, I think it's good film club Bruges and Galatasaray. They'll be well expected to come to beat both of those teams and to have those two big games against PSG to get them kind of prepared for um, the tougher last 16 games. I think it will be useful for them. 
And then moving on to the top seasons group, PSG, the French champions, obviously. Yeah, last year again, lost to Manchester United in the last 16 Champions League after that. A controversial decision in Paris, but nonetheless, they were very poor against a weak United team. I think they brought on Chong and Greenwood and the likes of them off the bench. Which And if you just looked at that bench, it was full of really experienced players, so it was a bit of a disaster from their point of view. But yeah, for me, PSG... I still have my reservations about Thomas Tuchel as PSG manager. I, originally, I didn't think that was a great fit. And now you see the egos like Neymar. I don't think he is the world's best man-manager. And Dortmund was a better suit. But uh, he could prove me wrong. And But, uh, yeah, overall, I prediction in this group. I think Club Rouge will finish bottom. Galatasaray third. Um, PSG second. And Real Madrid to top it for me. Just uh, purely based on the fact that Zidane clearly knows how to win this competition compared to Thomas Tuchel, who's another, shall we say, in the in the European the Europe's top competition. So then moving on to Group B, and now this group consists of Bayern Munich, uh, Spurs, Olympiacos, and Red Star Belgrade. I start with Red Star Belgrade. Last year, obviously, they were in for for me the group of death. When one of the, at least one of the top two worst groups in it, when they had Liverpool, Napoli, and uh, PSG all in their group, and uh, to many people's surprise, they actually took some points there. Obviously, a two 0 home win against um, against Liverpool, and uh, yeah. So when you think about that, and they're back in at this competition, they clearly have some talent on the books to back to back qualification for the Champions League. So yeah, you'd be look, you'd look at them and uh, think that maybe they will, that maybe they will do something in this group. But uh, they're a Serbian team, which uh, obviously is going to be uh, quite a long distance for the likes of Bayern, for the likes of Spurs. So for that reason, there could be a little bit. Uh, they could catch them off guard like they did Liverpool last time. So yeah, potentially they could do well in this competition, but. If you look at the squad, like um, you wouldn't hear, you wouldn't have heard of many of the players. I believe the guy who scored the two goals against Liverpool wasn't even a pro- full-time professional footballer. He had like two part-time jobs or something. Uh, the man who scored the brace against Liverpool, so it will it will be difficult again for them to do something. But uh, moving on to Olympiacos, the Greek side. Um. I think back in Europe's top competition, I don't think they have been here for a couple of years. Uh, always a bit of a bit of a trek going to Greece, a bit of a hard place to go for top teams. Uh, I know in the past they've definitely taken points off top teams in the group stage. So um, it'll be an interesting side to see. I'm not very familiar with their squad, but uh, it's good to see them back in the Champions League if nothing else. Then moving on to Spurs, obviously Spurs uh, Champions League finalists last year. For me, their squad is geared towards Champions League, and I would expect another good campaign for them uh, in the Champions League. Um, overall, I think their squad has got uh, has improved over the summer. But um, yeah, uh, the thing for me is Bayern Munich. Obviously, they had a decent enough window as well. Definitely improved their squad. And giving Nico Kovac another season. But uh, for me, uh, Red Star Belgrade will finish bottom, Olympiacos third. And there'll be quite a sizable gap between Olympiacos and Spurs, so I think will finish in second. 
And the reason I think Spurs will finish in second is that, uh, simply put, the Premier League is a more competitive league than the Bundesliga. And Spurs, against the likes of Olympiacos and Red Star Belgrade, I can see them certainly resting certain key personnel for them because of big games in the Premier League. And I think Bayern can't afford to, will be able to rest players in the league as opposed to the Champions League. And therefore, with Bayern competing, fielding more from squad, I think they'll have the edge in the group stage. Although overall, if I had to put my money on Spurs or Bayern to go and actually win, do something in the competition, say semi-final or above, I'd certainly say Spurs. And then moving on to Group C. And uh, uh, I don't usually subscribe to many conspiracy theories, but uh, I don't know how the hell Man City have managed to get this group again. Like Shakhtar Donetsk, they seem to play them every single year. And they always seem to have such an easy group for me. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, Zagreb and Atlanta are the three teams I have. I'll just get it out of the way. Man City, they're the best team in world football in terms of squad depth. I think that obviously they'll top this group. Um, for me, second will be Atlanta. They had a very good season last year in Syria. I think they finished uh, third. And with a club like Atlanta, I do think that um, they are going to be playing their strongest team in every single Champions League game because it's for a club like that, it's such a coup to get in Champions League. Whereas like City, the group stage doesn't particularly matter. They they know they're going to get out. They're going to do they're going to do better but I think Atlanta's full strength team is far better than Shakhtar Ness or Zagreb Shakhtar Ness experience in the competition I reckon they'll get third spot and then Dinamo Zagreb I think it's Dinamo Zagreb anyways I think they'll wrap up the fourth the fourth spot so that would send that would send uh, Shakhtar Ness going into the Europa League and for me uh, as a side note I think they could be a little bit of a dark horse in the Europa League experience in Europe every year but um, quite a lot of the time they either finish bottom or they get the second Champions League uh, spot when they and then they lose in the last 16 so uh, yeah I think they could potentially be a bit of a dark horse if they were to get into the Europa League as I'm predicting them yeah so overall City, Atlanta, Shatter, Ness and Zagreb then moving on to Group D and uh, this group is I'd say it's one of the harder ones, and there's another group that I would probably categorise as the group of death, but I'd say this is definitely one of the top two most competitive group, as Juventus, Atlantico Madrid, Bayern Leverkusen, and Lokomotiv Moscow. First and foremost, Lokomotiv Moscow, they were first seed for the Champions League last year, uh, the Russian team after they, two years ago, they uh, won the, they won the Russian league, I'm not sure what the exact title of it is. But uh, they had a relatively easy group. Well, they had the easiest group in the Champions League last uh, year with the likes of Schalke, Porto, and I think Galatasaray was the other one. It was true, well, truly a Europa League group that was in the Champions League. And I think, pretty sure, as first seeds, they finished last or second last. I know they didn't get uh, true to the next round, anyways. Uh, I thought they were pretty, very poor in that. And now when the Coming into such a competitive group like this is, I don't think they have a prayer for me. And it's uh, in terms of their personnel, I think Krajkowiak, the Polish holding midfielder, used to play for PSG in West Brom. I think uh, and Sevilla as well. Indeed, uh, I think he's still out with them. So maybe so they have some personnel. I don't. That's it. I'm not a hundred percent sure he's still there. 
but but for me by far the weakest team in the Champions League uh, in this stand in the Champions League in this group sorry. Uh then moving on to Bayern Leverkusen. Now Bayern Leverkusen um for me I think they're in a good position this year, finished fourth in the Bundesliga last year, therefore qualifying for the Champions League. They lost Julian Brandt over the summer, which I think is a big loss for them. Julian Brandt obviously went to Borussia Dortmund. Very, very strong player in my mind. Uh, good winger, but they kept hold of Haaretz, the attacking midfielder, German attacking midfielder, and I think he's very promising. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he can do in the Champions League against the Juventus, against the Atletico Madrid. And uh, perhaps if he does well, it could force through a... Um, Big move next year. Then Atletico Madrid, obviously, back in the Champions League again this year. Uh, interesting enough, they did play Juventus last year in the last 16 and took a 2-0 advantage to Turin before getting that overturn 3-2 three, three in the second leg. So, I think Atletico Madrid, um, I think they have a good enough chance this campaign uh, to squad as ever. Um, under Simeone, is going to be very solid. You know what to expect from them in the Champions League. Obviously, they've been in two finals under Simeone Senior. And maybe this could be the year that they uh, go on. But in my opinion, they haven't had a great summer window. Although Joe Felix has uh, started well. So, uh, yeah, again, I think another solid uh, Champions League campaign from me from uh, Atletico Madrid. And then Juventus as uh, the first seed, obviously, Italian champions last year. Under Sarri, I think they will. They are pushing for the Champions League. Um, their attacking options they have an embarrassment of riches there. Added Matthias de Ligt in the summer as well as Rabiot and Ramsey, both on free transfers. I think they can really push for the Champions League. And uh, yeah, I think they will top the group. Then Atletico Madrid, Bayern Leverkusen, Lokomotiv Moscow. A boring answer, exactly in the, exactly in the position of uh, the seeds of the group, but. In my opinion, that's just that uh, the seeds are indicative of the um, the kind of placement of the teams thus far as of right now. Sorry. And uh, then moving on to Group E, which consists of Liverpool, Napoli again. Obviously, they were in the same group last uh, campaign. Orbi Salzburg, who were in the Europa League last year, and uh, the Austrian team, and Genk, the second Belgian team. Now, I'll start with Genk. They're currently sixth in the Belgian Pro League. As I was talking about earlier, a lot of uh, top Belgian teams got raided from Premier League clubs, such as Brighton and such as Aston Villa. And for me, the fact that they're sixth, although it is early days in the Belgian Pro League, I think that really shows that, uh, yeah, maybe it's going to be quite a tough campaign for them. And uh, I think um, in a competitive group like this, I'm not sure how well they might do. Um, Orby Salzburg again, Austrian team. Interestingly enough, um, obviously you would consider Orby Leipzig the top team in of the Red Bull, in the Red Bull franchise. But last year when the two played each other in the Europa League, Orby, Orby uh, Salzburg actually won. So I think it's a talent factory that Orby Salzburg, obviously the best team in Austria and uh, always producing good young players. Often they do get moved on to Orby Leipzig in the Bundesliga, but for me, a very uh, a very good side. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the new, some of the players they bring through in the Champions League. 
Then Napoli, obviously Carlo Ancelotti's Napoli. I believe they were knocked out by Arsenal in the Europa League last campaign after they were after they finished third in the group. And yeah, I think it's always it's a very exciting team to watch. Uh, uh, Napoli, any no matter who's managing it, and uh, good to see them back in the Champions League again, as you'd expect. So, for me, that Liverpool match, I think that will be very interesting again. And then obviously Liverpool, champion to Europe, would be heavy favourites to win this group. But uh, yeah, so then for my predictions, I think Genk will definitely finish last, Salzburg third. And uh, yeah, in a similar way to Spurs against um, Spurs and Bayern Munich, although I do think Spurs will have the better campaign, I do think Napoli may actually win this group based on a little bit of naivety from Liverpool in the fact that uh, obviously they beat them last year. But if you looked at those two games, I think did Napoli beat them? I think Napoli beat them once, yeah. Napoli beat them in one game. And the other game, obviously, Liverpool scraped a victory. Obviously, Alisson made that exceptional save for Arcadia's Milk. So I think there is a bit of naivety about Liverpool in this group. And I think Napoli could catch them off guard and top the group for me. So overall, Napoli first, Liverpool second. Orby Salzburg third and Genk fourth. Although another thing I could I would say is Liverpool. This could be if Napoli were to beat them. This could be the the kind of the reality check that they need to go on and challenge for the Champions League title again. Then moving on to Group F. Now Group F consists of Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, Inter Milan, and Slavia Prague. Uh, Slavia Prague. I'll start with them first. Don't know much about the team, not going to lie. Um, clearly the week's team in this competition, I believe they qualified through the playoffs to get into it. So, um, yeah, for me, Slavia Prague are by far the weakest team. Maybe they could surprise me in a similar way to a few teams last campaign. Like Red Star Belgrade uh, got, a, uh, got a shock result in a hard group like this. As for me, Group F is the group of death with, with Barcelona, Dortmund, Inter, all in that. I think it'll be very competitive. But, uh, yeah, for me, by far the biggest team. Now, moving on to Conte's Inter Milan. Now, if you look at Conte's record as a manager in general, he, usually he is uh, better in, domes- in the domestic scene. Uh, with Juventus, he won three Skidettos in a row. Yet never finished. Uh, I then don't even think he uh, got to a Champions League semi final when he was out there, despite being one of the best clubs in uh, Europe. And with Chelsea, obviously a last sixteen exit in the in his one season where he was in the Champions League with them. So usually on paper, Conte doesn't really perform as well in the Champions League as he does prefer that settled squad. So that could hold them back, but for me, I'm very excited about the Inter Milan side. Their their summer training for me been very good. Romelu Lukaku, I like. I think he's going to do very well in Syria when the pace is a little bit slower. Barea obviously has come in from Cagliari, I believe it is, in Italy, and uh, yeah, obviously he he was linked with uh, Chelsea last campaign when Fabregas lost when Fabregas was lost to uh, AC Monaco, AS Monaco, AC Monaco, AS Monaco. Uh, in January, so they should be interesting to see. Also, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, I was expecting big things from them last campaign. Uh, in the in the Bundesliga, not in the Bundesliga, in the Champions League, 
but were swept away really by Spurs in the in the last sixteen in the Champions League, and yeah, so that kind of put a dampener on it. I think this summer, some of their signings have been good. I think the Christian Pulisic loss is going to be more than uh, many care to believe, and also Diallo has also gone to PSG, and Matt Holmes has come in. So, I think they're weaker this campaign also with uh, <coughs> overall, and I think they were very fortunate to be in the, to be. Head top of the league for as much as they were in the Bundesliga last campaign, and um, based on like, based on uh, stats and whatnot, uh, I believe RB Leipzig were actually the second best team in the league, and they were third. Although they did look that like they were going to win it for a lot much periods of the team, so also Marco Royce slows down again. That could also be a problem, and then Barcelona. Uh, back to back, um, La Liga wins. Um. Obviously, I think that uh, semi-final loss may be a bit of a maybe a bit of a reality check for them again. They lost to Roma, to, just to Roma and Liverpool to do it in back-to-back years. I think that uh, as a Barcelona player, you'd have to be looking at yourself. Uh, obviously, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but uh, yeah, surely there will be kind of that desire to do well in the Champions League this campaign, having thrown away those two. Having thrown away those two um, games uh, in back-to-back years, so I do think they'll finish top as Slavia Prague bottom, and then it's between Inter Milan and Dortmund. And despite what I said about um, Antonio Conte and historically his uh, his poor performances in the Champions League, I do think that uh, that they'll edge Borussia Dortmund to that second spot and. Uh, yeah, who knows? Hopefully, they can do something in the Champions League because I'm very excited by that uh, Inter Milan team. So now on to Group G, and this is in a similar way to the one I spoke about earlier with Lokomotiv Moscow and Schalke, and the likes of Porto and Galatasaray last campaign. And this is the weak group. This Champions League: San Saint Petersburg, Benfica, Lyon, and Leipzig. However, compared to last year, where I wasn't, there was nothing exciting about any of those teams. In my opinion, I think this is quite an interesting group. Uh, it's quite evenly balanced. Um, Zenit St. Petersburg, Benfica. Zenit obviously won the league last campaign in uh, Russia. I'm not sure how that exactly qualifies as the first seed for the Champions League. In, in my opinion, to go to either Netherlands or uh, Portugal. I don't know what world Russia is the sixth best team, sixth best league. In uh, Europe, but uh, anyways, they're t- they're top of the group, and uh, obviously there's a lot of controversy at the minute because of their fans and the treatment of Malcolm, their new signing, and uh, yeah, that that could be a little bit interesting. Obviously, Zenit Saint Petersburg going to Russia, no one wants that, and uh, yeah, <sighs> that obviously be be uh, a one to a hard game for all teams going in there, Benfica. I believe they lost to Porto at the weekend when they were expected to win Jao Felix. His loss seems to be had had a big effect on uh, the squad, even though he was only there for one season. The 19-year-old, I believe he is. Uh, Leon lost a lot of key personnel in the summer. And before, the, if before the summer, I would have said for them or Leipzig would be the most the strongest team in the things. But uh, I think in the group. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Like as well, obviously, Julian Nagelsmann is after coming in, so it's a very competitive group 
for me, Leipzig are the strongest team in it, despite being the fourth seed. Um, Julian Nagelsmann is a, an exceptional coach, in my opinion. I'd put him top ten in the world. I think he's that good, attacking wise, and I think some of those attackers like Werner and Poulsen. If you saw the output he got off of either the like Demir by and Joe Linton and Hoffenheim, the talent he has at Leipzig is an embarrassment compared is like an embarrassment of riches compared to Hoffenheim, and the goals he was getting out of them like three three key passes a game from uh, Demir by. So I'd put them best place to win this group, uh, purely based on the fact that of purely based on my dislike of the club in general. I put Zen at bottom. Not really. I don't know if that's a sensible thing to do based on football, but it's just a personal dislike based on the racism and the culture of the club. So I'm going to put them bottom. And then it's between Benfica and Leon to get out of the group. And I'll probably put Benfica just because of more of that Champions League pedigree and maybe experience in the competition. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but overall, uh, that's my opinion, anyways. So Leipzig, Benfica, Leon, and Zenit is the overall standing. So then moving on to my club, Chelsea are uh, the first season in the Group H. Ajax, Valencia, and Lille are the three teams joining them. And for me, this is actually another very competitive, similarly to Group G, and this is probably a step above Group G, but uh, I think it's another very competitive group. Um, obviously, Chelsea, obviously you have to look at Lille. Um, fourth seed. Although they did finish second in the um, they did finish second in the Liga last campaign, so that's very interesting to see that uh, how they can do. They lost Nicolas Pepe, twenty two goals, eleven assists in the league last campaign. That's going to be a big loss for them. But uh, um, but they have brought in like sort of Renato Sanchez, I believe, may have joined. Not sure if that fell through or not. But uh, yeah, so there is. There is a lot good about Lille, uh, despite that uh, the big loss of Nicolas Pepe. So that'll be an interesting game uh, away for Chelsea in France. Um, not too big a journey though. So as a Chelsea fan, not too annoyed about that. Ajax last campaign semi finalists uh, in the Champions League. They were, in my opinion, they were one of the most fun team to watch as I've ever remembered in the Champions League before. They lost um, well, so agonisingly to Spurs 3-2 uh, in the, after that comeback from Lucas Moura. And then Valencia, uh, also semi-finals in European competition. However, it was the Europa League. Uh, lost to Arsenal. Fourth place in the uh, fourth place last year in the Liga. And obviously in the backhand of the last year, they're absolutely exceptional. I'm not sure if that Rodrigo to Atletico Madrid transfer went through or not. Or if it fell through, went through or fell through. And uh, that could influence the opinion, but uh, yeah, Chelsea for me they should, or maybe you could say Ajax could be the favourites. For me, it's a very competitive group. As a Chelsea fan, obviously I'm gonna have that little bit of bias, and I think we have enough. By the time the end, most of these fixtures come around, I think Frank Lampard will have uh, got it to click. So, although I do think we could potentially finish last, or first, or second or third, it's anywhere in between, like. It's such a it's such a tight group to call for me. In my opinion, anyone can beat anyone in that group. Whereas, it's uh in other groups you could say like the likes of Group B, it's quite segregated into like top two teams, bottom two teams. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have the fate and say Chelsea will top it. 
I watched Ajax in the first leg of their, I believe it was the third round champion, I think it was against AEK. And, uh, no, was it against AEK or, I can't remember who it was against anyways, but it was the last round of the Champions League qualification. They drew nil all away and they were very poor. It just isn't the same team for me. Van der Beek was there that unrest. De Jong and De Ligt, you're losing your best players over the course of a summer. Uh, yeah, for me, I don't think they'll get the same out. And Sean, obviously, he was, uh, he's gone to Genoa. He had, uh, he had a part to play at least in, uh, in, their, in their campaign last year. And if you're going to ask me if, I'm, if I see Dusan Tadic and Ziyech, if I see them having the same campaign again, I think the attack will slow down as well. So, yeah, I'm in a position where I don't know if Valencia or Ajax will get that second spot. Now, I could be completely wrong, and Ajax could go on a similar run to last campaign, but, uh, yeah, for me, that's going to be quite tight. I'd say Lille will finish fourth just because of the loss of Nicolas Pepe and the uh, lack of Champions League experience. But, um, yeah, I think, actually, I might err towards Valencia getting that uh, second spot. But purely on the basis of the fact that I think there's unrest in Ajax and I think uh, a lot of their star performance from last campaign will will slow down as well as the loss of their most two important players and two best players. So yeah, including their captain in Matthias De Ligt. People forget that he is the he was the main leader in that dressing room as well as captain. But yeah, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick for Valencia to get that. Although I do think if Ajax or Valencia or Chelsea, whoever it may be, get that third spot, even Lille, I think they will have a great run in the Europa League. So yeah, that's the verdict in all the groups. Now I'm going to move on to my top three favourites for the Champions League overall. Now first I'm going to give three honourable mentions. Uh, The first is Real Madrid. I spoke about how Zidane had won every year as a... Manager had one every year's manager so far. <coughs> he's had at uh, at Real Madrid. He's won the Champions League every year. So, eventually, many people could pick them as favourites. And there's a lot of problems at Real Madrid still. If you look at the injury injury list they have now, and coming off such a disappointing campaign, and with still so many aging players, despite all the money they spent, and also some very experienced like Vinicius Junior and like Rodrigo, I think. Uh, yeah, I, do, I think it's a little premature to say they can go back and win the uh, Champions League this campaign. Although I do think uh, a semi-finals or even a final is very probable at the same time. Uh, the next one is Spurs, Champions League finalists last year. Um, In my opinion, their squad is quite geared towards the Champions League. Uh, they were finalists last year and uh, I'd say their squad has got substantially better with instead of having Harry Winks and uh, Musa Suzuko as your pivot in midfield. Now it's Lo Celso and Undombele. So based on that, they could go and win it. But an extra year on Lloris, Kyle Walker-Peters, do I think he's a Champions League winning right back? No, not in my opinion. Although that said, they could go get a uh, right back in January and that could sw- change things. But as of right now, I think they have a big chance. But uh, still just... Um, it's a. I think they just won't have enough to do it for me this year. Although they will, I am giving them an honourable mention, so I do think they have a good chance. And the last one is Barcelona. Barcelona last year, obviously, uh, they lost in the semi-final after I believe they lost four 0 in Anfield. 
with the, the Valkyrie again when Alden Mudscore embraced us. So, um, yeah, I think, um, again, their squad is very talented. Although the centre-back issue is a big problem for me. Umtiti, I'm not sure why Valverde doesn't like him. And um, as for Lenglet and BK, they're not strong enough for me. I thought they were absolutely terrible against Liverpool. So, And if that happens again, I believe just them, them alone can cost them it. So, yeah, it should, uh, should be interesting anyways. But uh, coming in my third pick for it is going to be Manchester City. Now... City, for me, are the best team in the world right now, although they're not the best team in terms of... Their, their squad isn't built towards the Champions League like some other squad teams are. The depth they have is incredible. But when you're playing against their top teams, over the course of the season, depth is obviously fantastic. But when it comes to your best 11, when you have like this, when you have a settled best 11 like the others do, well, they do have depth. They have uh, quite clearly... They have a top few that can that they know are the best. They know that they are their best players, and I think on best against best, City, their depth. When you're playing in the Champions League against the other top teams, depth doesn't matter. And uh, for me, yeah, Manchester City the last few years, obviously Liverpool and uh, Spurs knocked them out, and obviously that those fantastic games against Spurs last year. But um, yeah. I th- I think again, I think they'll do better than the last two quarterfinals. The last two years, I think that they're better than that. I said they'd win it last year and they let me down, and I think at this stage, I don't know, Pep Guardiola, he hasn't won it. He didn't win it three years in the. He didn't win it three year with three years with uh, Bayern when they were he was got them in as treble winners, and he hasn't won it two years so far at uh, City. Hasn't even got to final in any of those five seasons. So for me, maybe he's not the best manager for the Champions League, although he has won league campaigns in... Oh, I suppose, um, now that I think of it, it's actually three campaigns uh, he's had as city manager. I don't know why I was thinking that. So yeah, for me, I think it's uh, interesting to see that. Uh, Pep Guardiola, not sure. His uh, abilities in the Champions League, I don't think it, like his management is geared towards the Champions League. And while City are the best team, they're not the best Champions League team, if you know what I mean. But I do still think they will do well because they have such fantastic players. Uh, but now, coming in at number two, and it is the Champions League winners from last year, and it is Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool, same as last year. Champions League, obviously, when they have Anfield, like they go three, was it three goals down against Barcelona in the first leg. Uh, Anfield, obviously, no one... In a in knockout round tie in Anfield, that's no one wants to be there, and they they always have that chance because of the having been so good at uh, Anfield in the Champions League. Uh, great players, obviously that front three so famous, and obviously their their um defense is a lot better now. But the thing that makes them second for me is first and foremost they didn't bring any. Signings uh, in, and when you are the the top team, as they were the top team in Europe last year, uh, I still think you need to perf- improve on almost perfection. And that's a very important thing in football, and they haven't done that. And also, their fullback cover is a big problem for me. Trying Alexander Arnold and uh, Andrew Robertson, two great fullbacks, but after them, you're looking at 
shifting Joe Gomez out wide, and as a fullback, I do not rate Joe Gomez at all, even though I think he's a fantastic centre-back. And a potential injury to one of them is kind of another is kind of the reason that uh, I can't see them winning back-to-back Champions Leagues, although I do think they will do very well. And, well, I don't know why I'm saying I can't see them win Champions League. I can to certainly see it, but they are not my top choice uh, for the reason of I think if that doesn't happen, by all means they can do it again, and I think they're even if they do that, there's still a chance to do it again. But yeah, and just that possibility is what, instead of making them favorites for me, it just brings them down to second favorites. So favorites for me are going to be Juventus. Um, the thing about Juventus is, I just think I look at that squad, and I think. For Sarri's vision, I think Sarri, Sarri's philosophy will work very well in the Champions League. Although over the course of the season, I'm not sure how well it was in the Premier League. But um, yeah, for me, he won European competition last year. And if I just look at their personnel, Dybala, I think he's going to have a great season in the Champions League. He's had some brilliant Champions League games so far. Ronaldo, obviously... In terms of overall, I think Messi is the best player of all time. But if you look at the impact in the Champions League, you'd have to say Ronaldo has been the best. And then I just look at that midfield. I think the reinforcements they have, the depth they have, as well as bringing in Matthias de Ligt, who had such a good run in the Champions League last year. I just think experience, everything, just makes them better for me. So overall, that's it. Uh, that's all I have to say on this year's Champions League thus far. I imagine that I'll be updating these predictions as it goes along. But uh, yeah, for me, that's how I currently feel about the groups and about who I think is going to win it. But uh, over the course of the season, obviously, I can't predict everything now, especially in the Champions League. Never mind what I do in the leagues and stuff. In the Champions League, it's particularly hard. So uh, overall, that's uh, my opinion on it. And uh, I'll see you in the next podcast, which will probably be something towards the either a reflection on how I feel the Premier League has gone thus far or something about international football and uh, Ireland, because uh, obviously, as everyone that listens to this podcast is Irish, it's uh, only fitting that I do stuff about Ireland and their chances of making it to the Euro. So, uh, anyways, goodbye.